Hello, I'm a patient, reasonable, very averagely sexy man, and you are listening to the Good Friday Podcast. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. There we go. No, I'm saying because you introduced episode 10, you got lazy again. That's what happened. It's because while the intro goes on, Darren psychs himself up so much to be able to introduce this podcast each week. And I don't know. I didn't didn't want to take it away from you. See the sacrifices I make for you. (laughs) Sacrifice is my art. You're you're so hyped up for it. I'm so relaxed. I just enjoy it. No, you're making it sound bad now by comparison. You sit there and do fuck all while I'm trying to G myself up. No, what I'm trying to do is play like the cool card, the guy that wears the black glasses, blacked out, probably does coke in the bathroom. He's kind of nice and relaxed, that kind of guy. I'm not sure if you are aware how podcasts work, but people can't actually see us. Yeah, I have a face for radio. That's what people always just tell me. <laughs> We're on ele- episode 11, seeing as I'm doing this again. I know, yeah. Episode 11. Didn't go to school in Ireland, did you? No, no. I didn't. I went down like cut turf all way. Episode 11, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ, 11 episodes we've done of this now. That's exactly what you said when we hit 10 as well. I'm still shocked every time we're allowed back in here, to be quite honest with you. Surprised there's still people listening. I'm surprised that uh, we're not told, like, yeah, fuck off now, lads, that's enough. <laughs> we haven't been contacted by the embassies of, of, of each United Nation being like, hey, guys, No, we haven't solved the out. problem of partition yet. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, so we are, we're on 11 episodes anyway. Tell me, how's the crack with yourself? How are you getting on? Oh, surviving. I'm surviving. It's actually like uh, 401 degrees outside at the moment, and that's too hot for England. Yeah, every, everybody in Ireland doesn't believe me when I tell them that there's a heat wave over here at the it's moment. It's crazy. Like, it's. It, I, think it, uh, I think tomorrow is going to be 37 degrees, and that's meant yeah. to be hotter than Ibiza. So, yeah. <laughs> Fuck Ibiza. And 35, 37, isn't 37 degrees your body temperature, sure, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, actually. How does that? How? Hello like, and welcome to the QI <laughs> podcast. I don't know where you're going to go. With I don't that know one. where the fuck I'm going with this as well. To be quite honest with you, so yeah. we are going to talk this week, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very, very interesting topic for you. Ding dong, the bells are going to shine. Yeah, we're talking about weddings. I know. I couldn't think of any other way of introducing so that. I know. Listen. Till we grand, don't worry. We're not going for any awards or anything, so we're all right. Uh, so we are. We're going to talk about weddings and specifically the differences between Irish and English weddings. So, Jack, tell me, have you been to many English weddings? Well, you're half Indian as well. You're not already married off to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> do you not have? A, do you when not? I was five, back in India, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, genuinely though, my nan has actually had the conversation with me. We're probably. When I hit 18, my nan was literally like, on a 110% serious note, yeah. was like, um, are you looking for someone? And I was like, sorry. And she was like, are you looking for someone? And she was like, I know a very nice family, very nice girl. And I thought, fucking hell, this can she could not be serious. Like, I fully thought the whole time that being married off at a young age was like something that was kind of... In the films. Yeah. yeah but yeah, then, yeah. okay, my nan was yeah. 15 when she got married. 15? 15 when she got married. Okay. Yeah. My dad had an arranged marriage at 20, I think. I think it's 20. Oh, boy, David. Uh, And then had another Indian marriage at 20, 
Three. Let's not go. Let's not go there about my dad. Let's just. I, I was about. To I think both, both, say, both. Don't both, go through your dad's both, Tinder history. Both, both of them like lasted like a. One of them genuinely lasted about a day. Uh, that's like I, I genuinely we could actually probably bring him on here and ask him to talk about that. I, you know, yeah. that would be like therapy for us, I guess. And then. So your was, mom was wife number three. Yeah, yeah. That's that sounds bad, but like. Uh, yeah, but yeah. like she was, she was the right one. That's why it's long, lasted yeah. longer than a day. Let's just like go Goldilocks there. and the Three Bears. That's it. Oh, that, they're just not gonna. The third go. one was just right. Okay, I'll take That's that. I will yeah. take that. Oh, you're relating the third my bowl to bowl of Indian porridge was just right. No, your mother's from Mayo. Sorry. <laughs> 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 a little bit of a difference. My mum is the glue between the pair of us. Yeah, yeah be careful. It's true. Yeah. So, I really, going back to your question, I actually haven't been to that many English weddings. I, I've honestly been to more. Irish weddings, uh, but like a similar second hand is probably also Indian weddings. I've been to a fair amount of Indian weddings. Um, so yeah, I could probably take, I'm going to take this viewpoint from more mm. like Indian wedding side of things. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, how that all goes. I to mean, be fair yeah. now as well, and like, I mean, just because you were talking about arranged marriages on the Indian side of things, it wasn't like a, a completely alien concept in in Ireland either like years ago like it, it is a long time ago now we're talking about but like back in like the 30s and 40s and stuff like that in sm- particularly in like small towns like, small towns and stuff like that yeah, you'd yeah. say oh, you'll marry the Ryan's daughter or you'll marry the Fitzpatrick's daughter or something like that yeah, kind of thing because yeah. they have lots of land and oh I do lots of business with their father and stuff like yeah, that kind of thing. and that was the way they would do it mm. now that's obviously years and generations ago and stuff like that like you know but you know, it's still it's not uncommon nowadays to hear of people who are like, you know, oh, my grandparents were um, they were born and raised in the same town together and stuff like that, and you'd have, yeah, yeah, you know, you imagine parents you probably had a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Plus, like you know, m- m- many people didn't get outside their towns a lot either, like you know, so that if they were going to make a relationship work or something, it was easy to just have it with Jimmy down the road as opposed to going off four hours up in, on the horse and cart like you know so but, um, for the sake of ease they married their next door neighbour oh yeah it's completely marriage of convenience like, you know you know that's the thing and like nowadays if you marry your next door neighbour or childhood sweetheart or something like this half the country thinks that it's sweet and yeah. then the other half thinks it's just fucking blatant laziness have you seen mm. how many people are literally like meeting other people on like Tinder and that's mm. like when they're travelling the world or something and it's, it's just crazy yeah. now. you definitely don't find people that have met and married from I guess a young age or I guess from like maybe like a similar age yeah I think the average similar town exactly like the the average age I think people are getting married now are is like 30 yeah it keeps getting pushed back and back doesn't it yeah it does and like uh, but like I have aunts I have an aunt of mine who was married on her 21st birthday and like listen that's obviously at the time that didn't seem that but that didn't seem any way not normal at all yeah you yeah, know yeah, yeah. but now a days like if, if like I'm 25 you're 23 mm-hmm. if a 21 can you imagine being married two years already literally had no idea what I was doing when I was 21 let alone yeah. trying to get married I don't I, I can't remember what I was doing my 21st birthday so actually I do I remember I've ever, I having a couple of drinks with the boys on my 21st birthday and I told them all to wear suits for the crack and we did 
I remember that. That was actually some crack. I crazy. bet you really got a kick out of that. You sound like the kind of guy that would just fucking love the fact. It was. That a, it was. Do you know, what, do you know what it was? It was mad because and like <laughs> the same. Uh, there was a there was a girl in the course that I was in college as well, and she had a birthday around the same time. Yeah. And she told all the girls to wear dress up like farmers, and I told all the lads to wear suits. <laughs> Most of the lads wore suits or some kind of a suit for the crack. The girls, I'd think, think two of them put on a check shirt and that was it they were like we're not fucking dressing like farmers we go away <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was gah what the fuck are we on about we're talking about weddings and Jesus, like right we're getting there though eventually we're getting there slowly but surely meandering exactly exactly long walk for a short drink of water exactly well, that's it um, so right as we said it's not it wasn't uncommon to marry people and stuff like that in our generation the reason I'm bringing that up is because marriages and weddings in particular, the, the actual day themselves, are completely different now in Ireland to what they were years and years ago, the time that our parents were getting married. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, like, we'll say, if you were to get married like back in the 60s, yeah. right? It was an event. That was the big thing. Like It was an event. You'd have, like, you could have 300 people at it the entire village or the entire town had to be invited to it yeah because it's like and not only that but it's all the friends and relations and everything like that from all around your fourth or fifth cousins that you haven't seen in 15 years are coming to the thing and everything like that that kind of shit don't happen nowadays mm. you know weddings have gotten a lot smaller nowadays yeah yeah much I think that's down to how fucking expensive weddings are not yeah. like I can really like talk from experience but I'm guessing that this shit is just crazy money and people I mean like my cousin got married recently he's the most recent one in the family to have been married to have been married to have got married I don't know got married yeah Yeah, I don't don't know but anyway he decided to I mean he lives from Wembley I'd say like an hour away he lives in Dulwich and like where the fuck's Dulwich like London like all my family Mm. could basically travel there and and like even if he was to pick somewhere in round about London or even say like an hour away from London no, this guy fucks off to Scotland to go get married. Leaves all the cousins, so it ends up mm. just being my mum, my dad, his mum, his dad, and my uncle, and then I'd say probably about twenty other people that end up being there. And yeah, th- yeah. this is where like I have an issue with it because like I don't, know, I don't have an issue with it. I'm not going to like step out for belts, but anyway, um, I, I personally think that wedding should be a, a massive fuck off occasion. Like even if it's not, even if it's not like a invite everyone down for the like you don't have to keep fucking paying for everything. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. the one the, the weddings I went to in Ireland, we did them in the only hotel that is ever in the town where we're from, which is the McWilliam, and it's just like everyone's been. I think that's like Claire about, Morris. In case yeah. anybody wondering, <laughs> I, I fully think about six Connolly women to be married there. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But like. I remember the most recent one like there was I think it was yeah there was an open bar and like when there's an open bar everyone goes mental do you know what I mean like without a doubt but like that that shit ends up being expensive I don't know why we're talking about the finance (laughs) side of things but like they still had a massive piss up that's what I want and that's what like I think of weddings to be is you invite fucking everyone and their nan like mm. you say, you'd invite the whole village and the whole village would come. Because like now, you're right, they have kind of really scaled back. They've They're really like scaled tiny. back, yeah. And like, I mean, I noticed it particularly, like, in Ireland it got to the stage where the weddings were getting a lot smaller in the space of the last five years, mm. because progressively over the last five years. And uh, I noticed it particularly because I was working in a hotel where, where I grew up. And, um, you know, I we would do there during the summer and stuff like that. We'd have a wed- like maybe two weddings every weekend. And um, it was it was grand. I mean, it, it, I remember from the first year I started working there, the weddings were like, I mean, you could have, an average wedding was over 200 people. 
like our ballroom I think could fit something like 280 280 in it damn and uh, that's what we I remember there was a couple of weddings like that that were like 280 and you'd have people wedged into corners and stuff oh, yeah. that's what we would do but uh, I think in the last year then that I was there I progressively got down and most of them then were about 120 and 150 mm. and it got down to around that and I think now like 150 is kind of the sweet spot for a wedding in Ireland nowadays mm. And you know what it is, though, seriously, and it, and it happened because years ago, I know you're talking about your cousin there a few minutes ago that was talking about going up to Scotland for to get married and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. In Ireland, it's a tradition, and maybe it's a Catholic tradition, I don't know, but you only get married in the church where the bride is from. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. That's Yeah, seriously. So wherever the bride is from, that parish like where she grew up, the church nearest to wherever she grew up, that's where the wedding ceremony takes place. Uh, now the hotel that. and the reception everything afterwards can be take place fucking anywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but technically kind of stays within an hour of that because oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't want them travel around it's a mm-hmm. long day enough but yeah that's where it would always happen that's where it would always happen and that still carries through to today to be honest with you that still happens today yeah that's crazy I didn't know that no that's true yeah and um, the, the other side of it as well was years ago you had this tradition I don't know if it happened in England as well was the bride's father the bride's side of the family would pay for the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's a quite a big Indian thing yeah. as well. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that, what. That, yeah, it happened in Ireland yeah. as well. Yeah, and there's also what comes along in the Indian weddings is a dowry. What's a dowry now? So it's like where you get if you. I think it's the the bride's yeah the bride's parents give something. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of the times... Like in, a gift or Yeah, what? a gift. But this, this gift isn't just like a gift of, hey, here's a nice toy car. It's like a gift of a fucking house or a gift <laughs> of a new car or a gift of... She's like, I need to get fucking married in India. It's genuinely fucking nuts. Like, one Indian wedding I went to was held in um, Wembley Stadium. Yeah, they booked... What? A, yeah, yeah. Fucking hear me out. They booked out the Bobby Moore suite in the Wembley Stadium. Yeah, so okay. we're talking like... I thought they got married on the pitch or something. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> They got like um, the whole Bobby Moore suite. Uh, it, it probably had space for about two thousand people, I'd say, mm. and it was sp- split across like four levels. And it was just the most insane thing I've ever seen. It was like there was like magicians there. There was chocolate fountains, prosecco fountains. There was like so many different fucking fountains. I had no idea what half of them did. It was, and then you got to go out and sit and see the stadium and see like walk around on like that level of seats and all this jazz. It yeah. was fucking insane. And then I remember at one point, like traditional Indian weddings, like the the obviously like like normal weddings the bride and the groom dance yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah but obviously they do this whole kind of like Indian dance and you know and then like the, the dad comes up just want to clarify Jack made that sound not me <laughs> racist stay away go on <laughs> but the dad comes up circles around like like he holds something in his hand and he ha- holds his hand over, the, over the, the heads of the bride and groom and he circles right. around I remember him circling around what I thought was a key and I was thinking what the fuck is this guy doing circling around a key yeah. and he drops down the key and everyone like starts cheering and I was thinking what the fuck is that my dad tells me he was like they're just giving them his house and I was like what do you mean he's just giving them his house and he's like yeah he's just giving them the house I was like oh. I was like fucking hell I was Jesus. like that is nuts and like already like imagine what the size of their fucking house is to already yeah, be having yeah. the wedding in the Bobby Moore suite yeah, in yeah. Wembley Stadium and like it, it was just like it, it just blows my mind i don't know whether that's just like an indian taken things because indians just you know i know a lot of indians and i don't think i know a poor indian they're just fucking every single one of them is crazy minted but like yeah it just like you know it just blew my mind 110 percent. that's why Christ. like we're all talking about weddings and i think like what but i just want to i'm trying to clarify my own head as well the wedding at wembley stadium yeah, all i nuts. can imagine all i can imagine in my head seriously is 
just going back to 1966 when England won the World Cup, I just imagine that commentary over a wedding ceremony. <laughs> it's just like, there's a woman in the aisle. They think it's all over. And she gets a punch. It is now. That's how I'm, I'm imagining. That's, the priest drop kicks her or something. But like, sorry, go on. We're talking about weddings. We are. Yeah. And um, no, that's what I was saying. That, but yeah that was what happened in Ireland as well as in, as in Indian culture as well I don't know if it's an English tradition that uh, the bride's father would pay for the wedding anyway mm. but that then over the years wasn't the way anymore weddings kind of I think weddings got bigger plus um, they got more expensive and stuff so eventually they, they would split it between the kind of the two families and stuff and then eventually uh, as things went on again the parents would only contribute to the cost of it and that the the bride and groom themselves would have to start paying for it and stuff mm. and then they paid more and more and more and then eventually they were paying for the majority of it themselves and that's kind of still the sense themselves nowadays but the culture was always for the man I got down on my knee she said yes I'll turn up on the day I don't have to give a fuck about <laughs> anything else when's the stag bite <laughs> that's what happened you know seriously but weddings got more expensive again like the average price of a wedding in Ireland at the moment, I've been doing my research. Yeah, the average cost, yeah. yeah, the Irish average cost of a wedding is twenty five thousand euros. Jesus Christ, twenty five grand. So men obviously copped onto it. And we're like, well, hang on, if I'm fucking forking out twenty five grand here, I want to know where the fuck it's going. And they start to have more and more of an input on it, mm. and that's what they have now. And then they have more and more of an input. They're kind of saying, well, we don't need to be inviting your fucking fourteen cousins from the arsehole of Brazil to be coming <laughs> over, like you know. I mean, this kind of thing, and that's why weddings eventually then started getting down less and less and less. And that's why we have them at around. You'd see a few of them that'd be about two hundred, but you'd very rarely see anything over two hundred. Mm. They're more or less around one hundred and fifty nowadays. Is it me or is it an Irish tradition that when they all drive from a church, everyone sets a tire on fire? <laughs> Where the fuck are you after putting that out? No, that's what's happened every single time I've gone to an Irish wedding. They set a tire on. They fire. set the tires on fire in the front lawn as the wedding cars go past. Oh, I might have been on some serious drugs. You were. Were you on LSD or something? <laughs> I was six. That so might be. A, that might be a thing in Claire Morris. That might be a Mayo thing. Are I'd you say fucking kidding me? Bus, fucking, that's um, not an Irish thing. That's not an Irish thing. I Second, shit you not. Every single wedding I've been to, whenever the cars drive out of the church and everyone follows in like fucking one after the other, I, I, yeah. I can't see if you're having me on here. No, I'm not. What, what the fuck? Everyone, everyone you went to everyone, everyone sets like not a tyre well, yeah a tyre and there's like some shit in the tyre and they set it on fire are you fucking kidding me I'm not no <laughs> fuck I don't know what part of Ireland I'm going to you know fucking hell man <laughs> oh Jesus so, I, I mean like it's never mom. it's not anything I've ever heard of but please somebody get on and oh. clarify this like fucking oh, hell okay. Okay, I'm going to speak to my mum about did this did you go to a wedding on Halloween or something and found <laughs> a bonfire what? or something <laughs> I have no fucking idea anymore Jesus Christ. so I'm never going to go to an Irish wedding ever again <laughs> <laughs> also quickly you mentioned something very important that I think we do have to cover stags probably yeah. like the best part about a wedding like, yeah. like I think we're around that kind of age now where like, I mean as I mentioned before like my dad was married around about my age yeah married my mum about four years later where did they get married age. as well they get married well, my mum and my dad. No, my, St. Lucia. Two white people. Well, my dad's like, you know... Your dad's black. Light-skinned. He's light-skinned. He's not black. He's the blackest Gee. man I've ever seen. He's blacker <laughs> than you, like. Flipping heck, of course he is. I'm white. You're I, not I'm white. Not, I'm just going to... I'm going <laughs> to drop on. this real soon. Um, 
So yeah, they got married in St. Lucia. Let's not even go there about why yeah. or how or what happened. But then he still had like another reception in England and then they had another reception in Ireland. Mm. You know, and that was that was that. But I don't in terms of stags, my dad notoriously keeps telling me he never had a stag. And I think that's probably the saddest thing in the world. I think if you have a wedding and no stag, I think I'd, I think surely a stag is like the best part. Like I mean, we've watched that's that our over. mystery challenge for the week. We're taking it's our dad yeah. out and he's stag. No, kill me, <laughs> flipping heck. It would end up in an OAP's club somewhere. But yeah, it's actually his birthday on Sunday. That's what, what I might do for him. David, we're going down the hippodrome if you're listening to this. <laughs> Go on. But yeah, I mean, we've all seen fucking like the Hangover. Like yeah, and they are just. All about stag dudes, mm. stew stag dude. I mean, and obviously, I don't want to have a stag dude like that. But fucking hell, I want to have a stag do something that. Oh, you know, I was going to tell you before as well. I filmed weddings. Yeah, I, I actually did a couple of um, bits and pieces for this guy that I knew when did I was. Did they in know university. you were filming them? Like, yes, I know that sounds weird, right, okay. doesn't it? Yeah, but I filmed. I filmed. <laughs> it wasn't from weddings. the bushes or anything. It's no? just, just staring through <laughs> them, getting changed. But I, I watched. I watched, I filmed rather, um, an English wedding, a Jamaican wedding, and it was an Indian wedding. And all three weddings were so, so fucking different. It was the most Jesus. insane experience. Yeah, but yeah. one of them we got to go see on, like, got to go on them with the stag do. Yeah, yeah. Now, these boys were doing this stag do. They were from Cambridge, so, I mean, they were posh. Yeah. And on their posh stag do, they were decided to do uh, shooting. Uh, like fucking, I don't know what like those birds. Shooting fucking Cornish game hens or something. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. stupid shit like that. They were uh, shooting. They were um, go karting, but not normal like go karts. They were in like buggies. <laughs> they were doing them outside and stupid shit. Like, yeah. I, I, and I remember the groom bought every single one of them watches and gave them to them. And like, this is the experience we were recording. It was like a. Well, I was recording a video of not a stag do of a. This is how rich I am. Fuck you to the world. It was like as if he wanted a trailer for everyone just to see how cool his life was. It yeah, was yeah. fucking the strangest experience of my life. But like, on on a level, I would love a stag do like that. Not like yeah, you know, yeah. I, like not one shooting. I I, I support. I'm yeah, vegan. Yeah. But like, you're one, not fucking <clears throat> vegan. Yeah, but people don't need to know that. Okay. But, I something along those lines like fucking definitely go kind like 110% or some kind like paintballing in a stag deal I think is the fucking sickest yeah. thing I, you know I, I'm not going to talk more about the kind of like I the think there are cliches now though like if but I was going like, on a stag I'd like fucking I don't know I'd love to go rob a bank or something <laughs> just fucking and what spend the rest of your life in prison happy yeah, married yeah didn't have to get married <laughs> <laughs> no no but I, I just think it's because like, I've been a best man before oh and then, I, then I must have talked about this in the podcast before not at all I think I did at one stage, but anyway, look, the man, go back, somebody go back and listen anyway. But um, yeah, I was, I was the best man for um, a cousin of mine's wedding and like, okay. um, he didn't have any brothers and we were very close ourselves as well. Yeah, yeah. So I was his, this was, when was it, oh, geez, it must be about four years ago at this stage. And um, I was his best, and I organised the stag for us to go to Galway oh. for uh, a racing, for the big race, horse racing oh, festival yeah. up there. And uh, with Jesus Christ, some amount of beer drank that night. I had never puked as much in my life, and still to this day have never puked as much in my life as I did for, uh, on that stag. And like, <laughs> I, 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 I would thoroughly recommend, but like, I wouldn't be, at the same time, I wouldn't be a best man for anybody again until, unless it was like my, one of my own brothers or something like that. Mm. I, I I I wouldn't. I just there's a lot of stress involved, and I think I did it because I was I did it when I was so young. I was only 21 when I did it, you know. So like, I mean, it was a lot of pressure. Most lads who were doing it are kind of like in their 30s or something like that. Like, yeah, you know? I know. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. 
you know, but that was the way I did it anyway. But that was stags anyway. But like to the actual wedding day itself, right? So at an Irish wedding, there's Irish. They, they, obviously, they go back to the hotel after the the ceremony and yeah. stuff like that. Like they go in, they they sit down, they have their 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 dinner, which mainly consists of always vegetable soup, or like you might get a twatted letter prawn cocktail or something. Um, then. Without a doubt, roast beef is on yeah. <laughs> is on the menu. Without yeah. a doubt, plenty of spuds. Yeah. Just not to feed into the stereotype, or anything, without a doubt. And then, like, there's obviously a chicken dish, and there's um, for years it was just a fish dish. And it was like, so if you were a vegetarian, you were fucked. Like, you know, <laughs> vegetarians used to ruin weddings in Ireland for years because, like, oh well, and my my mother now is a vegetarian, or my daughter's a vegetarian. She won't eat any of that. Like. Right, well, fucking leave her at home, so. Like, you know, you're not going in asking them to make a fucking mushroom risotto or something when you go in. And um, then, without a, without a doubt, then the desserts were always the same. Uh, jelly and ice cream for the children. Oh. I love jelly and ice cream. Fucking it, savage. the spot, but yeah, Absolutely. Uh, or a sherry trifle or something. A bit of sweet, <laughs> sweet cake or something like that. And... Um, there would be yeah that's all it was and then without a doubt these massive and I mean these massive like like oil drums full of tea would be wheeled out then and all the old people would just flock over like the fucking (laughs) walking dead and just like I swear to god it was like something out of that film or that television series where they're going over to and they're just creeping up to the bulker boiler uh, to burker boiler and they're just filling up cups of tea for themselves (laughs) and and I actually saw weddings when I was working in that hotel where old people would bring in the tea bag and out of their handbags and stuff like that, old women would put, and they would constantly go over and fill it up with hot water. And it's like, Mrs., the tea is free. And they're like, you know, put the fucking tea bags away with you, you know. But that was the way it was. And then at the 12 o'clock in the night, because usually the meal and everything is done and the speeches are done yeah. at um, it's about 10 o'clock. Yeah. And at 12 o'clock then, the band, or by, from 10 to 12, the band is, is fired away and everything. At 12 o'clock, mountains, and I mean mountains, of sandwiches cocktail sausages chicken goujons and drumsticks would be wheeled out again and they'd just feed them with full of shit so they'd keep drinking the cocktail sausages would be riddled with salt so that we get loads of people keep drinking at the bar again oh. that's how you do it that's an Irish wedding like, you know and then about the resident, I used to work residence bars in that hotel as well where you get people the whole time coming up after like you'd be serving them until about four half four then they'd be coming up still looking for more drink then after that like when you shut the bar and everything like that you say oh Jesse yeah, I'll give you one there if you buy me one like you know and then they'd try to throw oh. another 20 under your hand or something like that like you know serve them away then for another one I mean what's it, the challenge was if you could be there at 6 o'clock in the morning then you'd be like oh Jesse you enjoyed yourself then then you could go to bed if you went to bed at 5.59am you were seen as soft the f- that's an Irish wedding that's an Irish wedding the fuck is that about that was it, but that was it. There's definitely nothing like an Indian wedding, I'll tell you that now. Well, tell me about an English wedding. I've never been to an English wedding. Have you not? No. You could have told me that before we decided to do the fucking topic. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, Michael, tell me about an English wedding. Go on. Yeah, it's just a lot of drinking as well. But maybe, yeah, yeah, drinking, I suppose. It's, it's politer than an Irish one. <laughs> Sly digs there, courtesy of Michael, our sound engineer. Join, tune in next week where he outright calls me a prick. <laughs> right, so that was that. Um, we're going to move on from there. Get in all your stories about um, weddings and stuff like that. We might do another part of this, I'd say, now. We might come back to this again sometime because there's probably a lot more material on it. I'm going to go back and find out where they're burning... Um 
tires and if that's actually a thing or if I was tripping on drugs at the age of six. <laughs> I'm going to find out. You were six. Which uh, is, you might have confused it with some film. Oh, or actually, something. I do have one more story for you, and I cannot leave this one. Were you ever a, a page boy? Like the fellow who carries the rings? No, no, no. Actually, I don't know if I can even know if that's what a page boy does. I think so that's a ring bearer. There's the page boy what is the, the one that, page boy? you know, you, you throw the shit on the floor before the bride and groom. That's a flower floor. girl. No, there's a flower girl and a page boy. Oh, were well, you a page boy and they tossed it? And they called you when yeah, you were in the dress and you were throwing was, the flowers in the ground. I was seven, I was a page boy. Jeez, it must be a big dress they had you in. Shut the fuck up, you. And then the girl I was, that was like the flower girl, yeah? Yeah. Until the age of at least 13, I was convinced I was in love with her. Like, just because we did this wedding Go on, thing. Name her, name no, her. Go on. Yeah, no chance she's listening to this. Go on. I don't think I've spoken to her about Give me the name afterwards. Years. I'm definitely going to look it Fuck up. I don't even think you can find her. Go on. But I used, literally, every, every single time I used to go back to Ireland, my my... All my aunties would be like, oh, do you miss her? Do you miss her? Do you miss her? And I'd be like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, it's been so sad. Oh, age marriages are still arriving. I just think it's fucking crazy. It's just that, yeah. that, that, that memory of like weddings completely like changed my perception. If anybody can track like. down Jack's um, page boy <laughs> fantasies, please do let upload, us know. I might find the picture of me being a page Just boy upload it onto our Instagram. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, I just, yeah, I just... Missing cash out. reward. <laughs> uh, right, so we're going to move on from there, ladies and gentlemen, to our Agony Ant section. Now, uh, this Agony Ant was actually sent in to us a couple of months ago. I changed the name uh, and the location, but it is from an Irish person, so I'm going to just read it out, so bear with me, all right? So it just goes, Dear GFP, Hey guys, loving the podcast and fair play for keeping it up during lockdown. Can't have been easy. He's the first person to actually say that. It actually was easy. Which probably didn't listen to no, it. No, probably not, maybe not. <laughs> I'm writing this to your Agony Ant section of the show. I need some advice. Stick with me as this is a long one, but there is a point, I promise. I grew up in a small village in rural Ireland where we, I went to both primary school and secondary school with more or less the same group of people. I also did the typical Irish thing of playing GAA through most of my teenage years. I also played rugby from the age of 13 until last year. And he puts in brackets, I'm 24 now. I have unf- I've, had, I've been fortunate enough to have been involved in the Irish traditional music scene since I was a child and still am today playing in bands with many well-known Irish musicians and touring around the country and around the world, including America, Canada, China and Australia. What the fuck is this lad on about? Believe me, I'm not telling you that to brag. All right, okay. I'm (laughs) I'm just trying to put the situation into context. I'm very thankful for the experiences I've had and I'm still having, but I've always, been des- I've always been described as a people person, much to my detriment. This is where my problem comes in. All right, finally, just fucking half an hour of talking. What's your issue? I've met loads of amazing people down to... Oh, for fuck's sake, get to it. I've met loads of amazing people down through the years. Nobody's ever going to send in one again now because I keep slagging this <laughs> like, um, Leave it alone. <laughs> I've had... And I've met many friends. And he puts in brackets. You're mad for your brackets, boy. About your God, he puts in brackets, uh, not all in the same circles. They wouldn't have necessarily have hung out with each other. But now I find myself in nine different WhatsApp groups trying to keep some kind of regular contact with about 35 to 40 different people. The contact ranges from every day to once every two or three weeks. To be honest, this is exhausting and I've, it's become way too much to handle. 
even though I have muted those WhatsApp groups and sometimes have even turned off my phone altogether, every time I turn it back on, I have about 15 or 16 different messages to reply to. I now have a full-time job as a music teacher and still do gigs from time to time, and the reality is I just don't have the time on my hands to keep up with the rate of contact. It's not that I have anything against anybody or any of the people, but the people I keep in touch with every day, I obviously have more of a bond with. It's not like uh, I, if I saw the others in public that I would cross the street to avoid them. I would still stop and have a conversation with them and ask how they're getting on. But I don't feel like we are close enough to justify talking all the time because we eventually would have nothing to say. But as I, am a peop- but as I said, I'm a people person to my detriment and I can't help but feel guilty and I'm somehow fucking them over or casting them aside, even though logically I know that's not what's happening. I would love to know what you think, guys. Keep up the good work, loving your stuff. My friend recommended the show to me and he puts in brackets again. Wouldn't be casting him aside, haha. Hope I get the jelly beans for this, Jamie from Limerick. You're not getting fucking jelly beans for that. You just basically bragged for fucking three minutes. <laughs> but guys, what we will do is we'll answer this next week. So please tune in next week and we will get back to you then. Why are we that much time out of time? <laughs> that's how fucking long this yeah, guy Yeah, I know. Fucking it. Jesus, I know. That's what he got to. So obviously it, his name's not Jamie. He's not from Limerick. He's but a, he is very popular as well. He, he's, uh, yeah, his problem is I'm too fucking popular. But, um, <laughs> we just, this is, we, this guy's no, no, no. I, I, I had to read it two or three times to kind of get to the topic as to what he was on about. Is that what he did all day yesterday? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I read it a couple. I read it properly again about a month ago. I read it the first time and I was like, I fucked it aside. I said, this is a pile of shit. And then much called, I read it again about this a month ago. never, ever, no, ever no. said it. Well, this is, we're getting fucking reported to Yeah, probably. But <laughs> what's called? Off cough, I'll be onto it. But yeah, watch me. Off cough, not off cough. Off cough. Whatever. Off cough. Off I don't know about your fancy <laughs> Protestant ways. But um, so this fellow was basically trying to say the fact that he's, for everybody, he grew up with the same people. He kind of tried to keep in contact with everybody and mm-hmm. anybody coming through up his life and stuff like that and now he's keeping contact with too many people and he just feels like he can't do it anymore but he feels like he's going to be a dick if he kind of throws them aside and stuff um, would you kind of get what you mean what he means I suppose like would you kind of said like look there's people you grew up with but you just you know you've not done anything against them but like you find yourself not being able to keep in contact life just gets in the way I suppose would it yeah I tell him to work more that's all yeah. I, that's a, genuinely <laughs> since I started working more I literally have not had a fucking yeah. I, I just don't fucking reply to people and yeah. I, even like you we were talking today Darren and I were walking here today and before we started recording episode 11 thank you for tuning in mm. but I, we were talking the fact that I don't pick up Darren's calls and I, I, I didn't mean that in a fucking rude way but I was explaining to Darren like WhatsApp calls don't come up on my phone I was like well, just ring me on your English number and like no but I don't jazz. even mean I, right, I, no, 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 I, no no but what no. I'm trying to say is like as in like in the nicest way, like, even still, when you sometimes call me, I'm, like, busy at work, mm. yeah? And even if I'm not working, I, I just, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a person that's always on my phone. You know how, like, sometimes people mm. are, like, you're, you're either someone that like, would, like, look at their phone and relies on their phone, might check Instagram once a day, might check... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. my routine when I go up in the morning is I'll go through my phone, I will check, like, my messages, I'll check my emails, I'll check my Instagram, Facebook, like, bank accounts. I don't know why I do that, I'm fucking sad. But no, then, really like, and, but, and then that's it. Then I won't do that at all throughout the day until the evening. So, mm. like, genuinely, even, like, my girlfriend will message me and, like, she's, at the moment, she's in Lithuania, yeah, and 
and she's not in England. Uh, I don't talk. I talk to her maybe like I might send five messages throughout the whole day, even if I've got a free day. Mm. Yeah, that's not me being an asshole and not replying to her. That's just her like understanding. I get. I guess understand the way I am with that. So yeah. like, for my guy Jamie from Limerick, mm. um, I, I would literally just be like, uh, stop replying, or like yeah, just don't. I know it's like I know he said that he's got his messages on mute and he's not replying to certain people or it's like only but like, so often. that's I don't listen come here I'd say like that's fucking whatsapp groups whatsapp groups are absolutely fucking yeah but then maybe they're not even directed to him I'm part of one no, whatsapp no, no, group that talks maybe about they're conspiracy not, no theories. but like I mean like I, I, I would I'm not involved in any of them fucking groups anymore I've, I've actively like fucking left those groups before because it's just about this shit yeah, probably but like I know I've actively left groups like that before because it's just posted full of shit sorry hold on a second Michael stop fucking with your hair I thought you liked my hair. I did, but stop messing. It's distracting. That's the thing. <laughs> Darren's got a new haircut, and now he's mad that Michael's got better hair than him. I think he had better hair than me before. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, right, we're getting back to it now. What this lad is saying, basically, is not that, like, you know, oh, he's, he can't help but not reply to people and stuff. He's just basically, I think he's saying that he's growing apart from people as well. Like, you're never going to be friends. Like, I mean, I, I put it to you this way. When I, the year I left school, I left school in the same time. There was uh, 43 people in my year. Okay. Okay. I was fully convinced that I was going to be keeping in regular contact with at least 15 to 20 of those people. And gone. How many? And about 12 months later, I was in contact with about five or six of them. Yeah, but see, that's and the, the same. same. And, and that's the same now. I've left school seven years ago, and it's the same now. It's the same five or six. Because you're forced to be in contact with those people on a daily basis. Like, you are at school. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or you're at college, wherever, university. It's the same yeah. thing in college, but I think I was a bit more wise to it in college this time, though, because yeah. I was like, there was about 22 of us leaving college in the same year. And you only and stay friends with how many? Five. Yeah, see, I'm not even friends with five. Yeah. Well, I, I'd say, yeah, probably just fewer than five. Yeah. Like, and they're the ones that, like, I, I feel like I have a relationship with my friends where I'd ring them up, like, in, like, four months' time, mm. and I'd be like, hey, how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Do you mind doing something for me? Or like, I might get that phone call from them and be like, "Hey, can you do me a favor?" And I'm like, "Yeah, fuck it, why not?" Because yeah, at the end of the day, they need to talk a bit more. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I see what my guy Jamie's on about. Mm. But I feel like he's like, I, I don't. I, 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 I want to try not, offer something constructive because for the past, I'd say six minutes, we've just bullied the shit out of this. Yeah, program. yeah. No, no, no. And I, I understand. I suppose I can empathize with him in the sense that, like, you know what he's saying when he's listing off all those achievements and accomplishments and stuff is that he's saying the GAA I'm great yeah the GAA lads that he would have played with and the, the rugby lads he would have played with wouldn't necessarily have much in common and being able to kind of interact with the, the guys that he would play music with and travel yes, around yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. he finds it hard as it was in that sense to kind of if the, if it was all the one group of friends he'd find it a lot easier and stuff. I guess so, so yeah. but like, and I can empathise with that as well because obviously like I grew up as I said, rural Ireland as well, the same as he did. Mm. So the friends that I would have from back there wouldn't be hanging around or have any interest in talking to the people that I would have involved with from the artist side of things in terms of acting and things like that. Like the lads I went to college with and did acting with, I couldn't imagine talking to the lads that I would have grown up with back in Ballingarry, you know. And so it's hard in that sense, like, to, to kind of... But Mix two worlds. Mixed two worlds, yeah, you keep balance of it and stuff like that. But at the same time, I have a group, I would say, a close group of about 10 people, 10 friends. And everybody outside of that, I don't have anything against them. I just have a couple of acquaintances and stuff you talk from time to time, stuff like that. Mm. But I have a core group of 10 friends that I would consider close and I would talk to on a regular basis. And as far as anybody else goes, like, you know, I, I think that anything else is too much. He's saying they're trying to keep in contact with 30 to 40 people. That's fucking ridiculous. You know? He's a popular guy. 
Have you not? Did you not? Do you want me to read it again, and then you can understand? No, it? I, I don't think I have the fucking long capacity <laughs> to read that again. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but <laughs> I should have shortened that before I read it. <laughs> like, uh, Too long didn't read. Unpopular. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. But no, no, no. That's what I think. I think most people have about like five to ten close friends, and everybody else then is just like don't have anything against them, but you wouldn't be keeping a regular contact. So is that what we're suggesting to our dearest friend Jamie from Limerick? Yeah, yeah just the people he's on about there will say like, you know, everyday people that he's talking to, keep them and everybody else then, it's not you're keeping them at arm's length or anything, but just like, if it fades out, it fades out. Don't be yeah. trying to force a relationship there. Yeah, I'd you know? just say pick the most popular ones, the ones that you know you're going to get and the if, most free yeah, stuff and if out. Yeah, and if you're meant to end up being friends with them again, you'll end up being friends with them. Like one of my closest friends, um, Eamon Butler, and he, he'll love me for shouting his name out myself and Eamon grew up like um, as a lot of those lads did around Ballingarry like we were four years old up until we were 18 going straight through all of school together and stuff like that when we were 18 and we, like, we left school Eamon went off to college to study um, in Dublin to go off to be, study law and I went the other direction and went off and, and studied to be like a performing clown <laughs> like you know <laughs> Eamon went, has gone off now and done uh, like brilliant things and stuff like that and I'd gone off and done, but if, when the lockdown thing happened if there's one positive thing to come out with is lockdown and stuff like that we were both back in the same area again mm. and we were chatting and, and talking away and stuff like that as if fucking no time had passed at all yeah that's nice that's, that's always yeah the goal yeah this is it like you know and like you know and, and it, it's not necessarily that myself and Eamon would be talking every day but I can pick up the phone to him and chat away to him the same yeah. as if I had been talking to him yesterday yeah I know you, you know that's the kind of thing and like you know you will have people like that in your life so the thing I'd say to Jamie is don't be afraid of offending people don't be yeah. afraid of offending people like keep the people you like and don't be afraid of offend. don't be afraid of offending anybody else yeah I agree with exactly what Darren says and I'd also say um, learn to summarise yeah me 100%. or him, him. We, we could as well in fairness because this has probably gone way longer than our usual ones has it 40 what 40 40? Oh, just no, it's grand. <laughs> We've still a few more minutes to kill. Uh, so that's where we leave that agony ant, anyway. That's why... And leave space for intro music. <laughs> um, we're going to give out jelly beans now. Jelly beans. Do you know... <laughs> I want to give out jelly beans. We haven't done this in a while. People have been so on to us. People have been on to us asking <laughs> us, where are we giving out jelly beans? When the, where the fuck are the jelly beans gone? Well, even Jamie mentioned it. And I feel like they should go to him. <sighs> I'm sorry, I've just stepped in there and completely ruined I don't it. Know, you're the, I one, don't that, you're the to... one that's throwing no, jelly think, beans at people. I was thinking, but I didn't want to give Jamie that, to be quite okay, honest with Okay, you. do you know what? J- Jamie, we'll talk about it, we'll delegate, and we'll make our own episode talking about why you should win it. Yeah, we'll but for now, the jelly beans are going to go to... You pick one and I pick one. Quick, off the top of your head. I've already given them to my favourite fan. Yeah? Yeah. All right, I'm going to give them to somebody. I'm going to give the jelly beans to Anthony Ryan. I'm going to give them to Anthony Ryan. And because he is. he's my cousin that I thought was under 18. <laughs> he isn't under 18, he's actually over it. I was obsessed when I told him that he should be listening to it. Anthony, listen away and there's a bag of jelly beans on the way for you, all right? So we're going to leave it there, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back for, hopefully, for episode 12. This isn't a fucking car crash. How expensive is your bill sending stuff to Ireland? I have no idea. I'm sure that my fucking bank manager will be onto yeah, it. Do you order a pallet load of jelly beans to your house in Ireland? Your dad's sitting there thinking, what the fuck is going yeah, on Yeah, something like that, yeah. So we're going to leave it there, ladies and gentlemen. That was episode 11. My name is Darren Jenkins. And I am Jack Thomas Gerhardt. I got signed to an agency as well, but we'll talk about that next week. Same time, same channel. Good luck! Bye,